ask her name. When the drinks finally hit her, she said, I'm no quitter, but I finally quit living on dreams. I'm hungry for laughter, and here ever after, I'm after whatever the other life brings. In the mirror, I saw him, and I closely watched him. Sinister greetings to everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your day. Those tunes you just heard are, as always, courtesy of my good friend Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. <laughs> Baba Yaga, a witch from the Slavic folklore. She's an ogre of a woman, often described as being very tall, deformed with the boniest of legs, iron teeth, a severely crooked nose, and the deadest upon deadest eyes. You think a shark eyes are bad? She makes them look like a cuddly puppy. Very skeletal in frame. Her hair is thin and messy. Her fingers curving into these horrendous claws. Baba Yaga. The thing nightmares are made out of. Freddy Krueger, move on over, baby. Baba Yaga is said to kidnap, torture, kill, and then cook and eat little children. She is said to travel on a mortar, which is propelled by a pestle, with her broom. She is able to hide away any trace of these travels that she takes. She is a mysterious soul and does not like to be seen, so she often travels early in the morning and often coming back late at night, so not to be detected whatsoever. Word is that she lives deep in the Temna forest in a creepy hut that has magic powers. This hut you see is not your average one. No, it's in the sky sitting on two, some say four, tall chicken legs. The hut is known to move locations in a second's notice, moving about when Yaga demands so. Her fence is decorated with the skulls of her victims. World History Online described it wonderfully. Surrounding the hut was a wall of human bone stopped with skulls. The gate in the wall had hinges made from the bones with human feet and locks of jawbone set with sharp teeth. Paints quite the gruesome picture, if I do say so myself. So how did this Baba Yaga come about? Well, the first known mention of this creepy-ass cannibal goes back to a 1755 Russian grammar book. She is mentioned a few times in this book. Mind you, this is the first known mention of Baba Yaga, but it's believed she dates back much further back than 1755. Now, there are many stories with Baba Yaga, front and center. One I saw several times during my research was that of a girl named Vasilisa. Now, deep in this forest was a green lawn on which stood a miserable little hut on chicken legs. In this house lived Baba Yaga, an old witch grandmother. None dared go near the hut because Baba Yaga ate people. Vasilisa's stepmother kept sending her into the forest in hopes that she would meet the witch and be consumed. 
However, the little doll she had showed her where the bush, flowers, and berries grew, and did not let her go near the hut on chicken legs. Each time the girl made it home safe and sound, her mother hated her more and more. So, from what I saw in this book, Vasilisa was a young girl, born into a home of pure and utter love and happiness. She simply adored her mother and father, and she was so grateful to have such amazing parents in her life. And she, of course, was the light in their eye, the spring in their step, their pride and joy. Well, sadly, when she's still a child, she's only eight, mind you, this poor young girl's mother falls deathly ill. And while on her deathbed, she gives her daughter this unique doll. She tells her sweet child that this doll will always be there for you and help you through the toughest of times in your life. However, yes, there's a fancy but involved. In order for this to happen, she always needed to have this doll on her. And no one, not a single soul, can know about the doll's very existence. It was definitely like a top secret type of thing for sure. And I'm sure for a child, that must have been very hard. But kudos to Vasilisa. Well, when she needed help and guidance from the doll, she had to gift it with presents and offerings like food, water, and other types of gifts. With her mother gone, her world understandably crashes. The normalcy? Well, that's gone forever. Left on a one-way trip, never to return. She is crushed and absolutely devastated. She's only eight. She cannot comprehend that mom is gone. Things get horrendously worse when, for reasons unknown, her father marries this hideous wench of a woman. <laughs> She's horrible. She definitely makes this a definite Cinderella situation. The stepmother has two daughters of her own, and instead of welcoming this young child who just lost her mother, by the way, into their home, they make her life a living hell. Dad, he's often gone on traveling trips. Vasilisa, let's just put it, is this gorgeous, beautiful, and friendly gal. And the stepsisters, they're plain, easy to miss, extremely bitchy, moody, vengeful, and they look down on everybody, including Vasilisa. To them, she was just trash, nothing more. Not worth the spit to say her name. They turned her into their personal slave, forcing her to do their chores and things that you would think that a young girl would not be able to achieve, at least not easily, and some downright impossible. Now, thanks to her doll, she was able to get through these hard times, just like her sweet mother promised. This, of course, made the horrid stepmother and the full-of-hate stepsisters seething with anger and disgust. Well, soon the three ladies are of age, where it's appropriate for suitors to come and ask for their hand in marriage. Well, men, they sure come around, but not for the two mean sisters, but for the hand and the attention of Vasilisa. No shocker there. Vasilisa? Be married before her own daughters? Oh, please! Don't insult me. Stepmother thinks not. She said no every single time. No, no, no. The only way she would say yes is if her own daughters married first, which the chances of that happening was slim to none. Forget the fact that 
They were plain as a piece of school ruled paper, but their attitudes and look on life and the way they treated others, well, that was extremely toxic. What man would want to marry that? What sane man anyways? When this does not happen, the marriage of her horrible daughters, or their lack of, this is when the desperate stepmother tries to hatch this evil plan of meeting to take place, some sort of encounter between Vasilisa and Baba Yaga. She demands the girl venture into the doomed woods and find Baba Yaga and ask her for fire. The young girl, who did not like confrontation and respected her elders, even if they were mean stepmothers, did as she was told and set foot into the forest. I mean, what a sadistic plan. Trying to send this girl off into the woods where this cannibal witch awaits? I mean, yikes. That's pretty rough. So, Vasilisa eventually makes it to this hut on chicken legs, and upon her arrival, Baba Yaga is angry. <laughs> Scratch that, my friends. She is furious to find an intruder there. Though she looks like she could make for a delicious meal, she still nonetheless is an intruder. And that alone made Yaga's blood boil. She demands to know why the girl's trespassing on her land. And she responds, I need fire for my home. I'm sure at this point the girl is clutching onto the doll her mother gave her with dear life. Baba Yaga, with hate in her heart, tells the girl she will give her what she asks for if she does some things around the hut and property. She requests things like Vasilisa's stepmother and stepsisters that a young girl would not be able to complete. Just not possible. Harsh and impossible. Long and grueling strenuous tasks that even for a grown man who is in his best fit prime years would be hard for him to do. But with the help of the doll, Vasilisa completes every single damn demand that the witch tells her to do. While Baba Yaga would have much preferred to enjoy Vasilisa and some type of hearty stew or perhaps a roast with potatoes and veggies, she is a witch of her word, and she lets the young girl go back to whence she came, but not before gifting her with what she seeked. In her bony, skeletal, outstretched hands with gnarly claws, she hands to Vasilisa that of a human skull. Baba Yaga assures the girl that within the skull is the fire that she had asked for. She makes her way through the forest and back to her home, a place she never really truly considered home, let's just be honest, but just a place that she laid her head upon. Well, upon her return, she sees that her stepmother and stepsisters are beyond furious. She did what she was told. She came back with what she was asked to bring, and yet they are beyond mad. They thought she perished long ago, as she had not come back for quite some time. Her? Go ask something for Baba Yaga and return all these days or whatever time she was, you know, gone later? Impossible. How did this happen? Her father is on one of his business trips and he's not around. But in this case, you know, usually that would be a very unfortunate thing for her. Because I'm sure the three 
witches themselves tended to be kind of nicer when the dad was around, I would hope anyway. But in this case, him not being there was a very good thing. You see, when she gifted the mother, the stepmother, sorry, the stepmother, the skull, it sets the house ablaze and it kills the three women immediately. There's no mourning here. Vasilisa escapes. She is not injured. Free from the evil reign of her stepmother and stepsister, she is free to do what she pleases and to go where she pleases and not to have to do these horrendous chores. And let's be brutally honest, being harassed on a daily basis. So the woman upon her travels meets the king who falls deeply in love with her. They get married and like so many years earlier when her mother was still alive and her dad was around more, she finds happiness. Pure and utter happiness and love. And that is the story of Vasilisa. Now, another story that involves Baba Yaga has to do with the gang of evil black geese. They are believed to man the grounds from the sky above, searching for potential victims for Baba to feast on. Little children going on about their day, not knowing the dangers that lurk nearby, on ground, and in the sky. One such story involving the geese have to do with two siblings, a boy named Sergei and a girl named Olga, who happens to be older and is babysitting Sergei that fateful day. Like most older siblings who are forced to babysit their annoying younger siblings, no offense to the younger siblings, she does not pay much attention to Sergei and goes about her day doing her own thing. While she is doing her older sister cool hip things, her brother is snatched away by the geese and taken to Baba Yaga's creepy ass chicken leg hut. Now, in another version, I saw that mom goes off to the market and she warns her children, Sergei and Olga, stay in the house. Whatever you do, do not leave, as I have seen black geese flying about. Against their mother's wishes and warnings, the two siblings, they go outside. Like in the tale I told already, young Sergei falls victim and is taken away in the geese's clutch and is taken to the hut. Now this forces Olga to go on the most dangerous adventure? No, no, not adventure. The most dangerous mission that she will ever go on in her life. And it's a mission to save her brother from certain doom and death via cannibalism. She ultimately saves Sergei and brother and sister learn a huge lesson in life. Listen to mom next time. I can totally see parents warning their children. If you don't behave, Baba Yaga's gang of geese will take you away and bring you to her so she could feast upon your soul. It's just kind of like a, you know, pay attention. Behave yourself. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> So be careful next time you walk into the woods. That hut you see may just be Baba Yaga's. And that old lady you see may just want to eat you. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet. Well, there's absolutely no need to cry, my friends. Just head on over to any of those podcast platforms like Deezer, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Pocket Cast. Wherever you may roam to hear your other spine-tingling podcast, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Socasty, South Carolina, LaGrangeville, New York, Mirby, Sweden, Waco, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia. Everybody, as always, it is extremely appreciated. You taking time out of your day, night, morning, midnight, whenever you listen, to listen to the podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode? I love suggestions. Throw them my way. Have somebody in mind that has a story to tell? Or do you have something to share? Please let me know. Have you not heard your city, state, or country yet? On the podcast, please let me know. I am always open to suggestions, as mentioned earlier. You can hit me up on Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, the Facebook page, or Paraprowl on Twitter, or you can email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. Thanks, and be sure to stop back by next Monday for the brandest, newest, spookiest of episodes. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, that like button, and we will. See you next week.